we now know your healing will begin at that moment. Yes. The moment you start feeling um, worthy and abundant, your wealth is coming. You know, you're generating a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of wealth. You know, let's stop telling the story of your past. It's really funny, and they show up, angry people, they're angry with themselves. When they're angry with themselves, they'll be impatient and angry with others. People who are unhappy with themselves will punish other people so that they can feel their unhappiness. That's who they are. That's the, that, that's the emotion that's driving their behaviors. People who are in love with themselves will find love in others. People who are happy with themselves will find something that they can connect with. They won't see all the flaws. They'll see some part of them that they want to enjoy. I mean, so, hmm. so, so if you're in a relationship and you've scrubbed the, the cupboard and you've taken out all those skeletons and you've looked at them mm -hmm. and you said, I don't want to bring this into my relationship. I don't want my insecurity to be there. I don't want my fear to be there. I don't want my judgment to be there. I don't want my emotions from other relationships to be there. So let me finish this. In other words, if you want love in your life in your future, then you better take care of your frustration because mm. you can't bring that there. You got to leave it. So then well, you may say to me, well, it's because that person and this emotion from 15 years ago, my ex makes me feel frustrated. Well, let me tell you something. The only reason that you're thinking about your ex is because you're still in frustration. You overcome frustration. You'll look back at your ex and you'll be like, I wish them well. Yeah. I'm not connected to my past any longer. So mm. cleaning the cupboards and getting down to those thoughts that slip by people's awareness all the time, their behaviors, they complain, they make excuses, they say it'll never happen. What do they do? And the emotions that keep them connected to their past, they won't, they won't even see that person. Mm. They'll walk right past their future relationship. They'll never recognize that person because they're looking at their future through the neurology and the chemistry of their past. Wow. And the brain only learns by, only, we only see reality based on pattern recognition. I memorize your face, now I know Lewis. And if the pattern matches, I know. But if you're creating a future, and you're not clear on that future, and you want all these things, but you haven't addressed all those circuits and behaviors and emotions and chemicals of the past, you won't recognize the pattern. You'll walk right past the relationship. You'll never see it. So, so I think that there's the preparation for the relationship, the overcoming, and overcoming, and overcoming, and overcoming, and overcoming, and becoming, all of a sudden now says, I am worthy. And the universe only gives us what we think we're worthy of receiving. So when you're worthy to receive, it's not going to be on Match.com when you're looking at body parts and whatever else. This is going to be like... Kaching, an like, energy like, connection. Wow, yeah. like that came out of nowhere because when you're in survival and you're in separation and you're in lack and you're forcing and controlling and trying to predict outcomes, you're matter trying to change matter. And of course, it's going to take time for this to happen because you're creating a three-dimensional reality and everything in three-dimensional reality takes time. Mm -hmm. But when you're creating from the heart, with a coherent brain and a coherent heart, and you got that 5G Wi-Fi signal, it's, it's not like you go anywhere now. <laughs> the experiences are coming to, you're drawing the event to you. So, mm. so we spend a lot of time bonding with our future emotionally. I have colleagues of mine who look at our 
our data on oxytocin. And they're like, oh, listen, oxytocin levels go up during, a, you know, when I'm, when I'm in, a, in a relationship, the honeymoon stage of relationship, and monogamy is created because of those chemicals, or uh, a female mammal is bonding with our offspring. That's exactly right. I want our people, our students, to bond and fall in love with their future just like they do with somebody else. And when you're bonded to your future, no person, no circumstance, no thing is going to remove you from it. So then, if you fall from grace during the day, then the next question is, what person, what circumstance caused me to disconnect from my love in the future? Mm. And let me rehearse in my mind, if I have that same circumstance, how I'm going to overcome it. And now you're worthy of love. It's no longer the person or the event. It's just you're doing what it takes to stay in the emotion of your future. You're... Your, your body is aligned emotionally to that future. So great doing it with a meditation. That's easy. But now the real game is open your <laughs> eyes. Open your eyes and be in the initiation of life mm. and stay in that place and just yeah. know that your future is going to happen. So, so being able to activate the heart and breathe in there and get the body out of survival and start working with it like it feels safe enough to create. Once energy makes it here, you're going to get some really good ideas. Yeah. You're going to see things you never thought of seeing. You're going to feel things you never thought you'd feel. And the, the, the images that you're creating, what are they doing? The thoughts that you're creating, they're making more of those chemicals. And now you're feeling more of the, the feeling of your future before it happens. You're, you're giving your body a sampling, mm. a taste of the future before it's happening. Keep doing that enough times. And that feeling is going to become very familiar to you. I think this is a time in history where it's not enough to know. Mm. This is a time in history to know how. And <clears throat> if you rewind the tape 10 years ago, you know, information was the thing that stimulated thought, stimulated new ideas. And, and as we learn new things, we make new connections in our brains. So <clears throat> as we begin to add new stitches into that three-dimensional tapestry in our mind, we're beginning to cause our mind to function in new ways. But the key then is to apply it, to personalize it, to do something with it. And, and 10 years ago, when I went, got in front of an audience and talked about the application, it, it, nobody wanted to step outside that philosophical, theoretical, intellectual realm, right? Because when doing something is you're going to have to change something about yourself. Painful. Yeah, you're going to get uncomfortable, yeah. right? And uh, <clears throat> I think we're in an age of information. And in an age of information, ignorance is a choice. And because of technology, we have access to so much content and information creates awareness, and awareness is consciousness, and you can't have consciousness without energy. They're, they work together. So there's an energetic change, I think, that's taking place in the world right now where people are so informed that old models, old paradigms are beginning to break down, mm -hmm. whether it's the medical model or the religious model, the educational model, journalism, the, the economy, you know, um, politics. It's all beginning to come to the surface because something else has to come out. And... And I think that one of the things that people are realizing is that you don't have to be a Buddhist monk to do this or a nun with 40 years of devotion. You just got to understand the formula. And just like any skill or anything you learn, you got to go from thinking to doing to being. You got to take knowledge, you create the experience, and if you keep doing it over and over again, you start getting a skill or you start getting wise about how to do it. And you, you know that you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, in the last 10 years we have assembled a scientific team and let's see if you can really make significant brain changes. I, I don't want those changes to just be in your mind. I want them to be in your brain. I want to be able to see before and after pictures to mm -hmm. say 
that person has a significant change after a traumatic brain injury or anxiety or depression or a cyclic mood disorder or a stroke. We want to see that there's been significant change. At the same time, let's measure your brain in real time and let's look to see what that transformation process looks like. Mm. And in the discovery, Lewis, of that process, we gained so much knowledge about what that transformational process looks like. Right. In other words, I can tell you without a doubt that if you're analyzing your life right now within some disturbing emotion, that 100% of the time you're going to make your brain worse. And you're thinking within that emotional state. In other words, mm -hmm. you can't think greater than how you feel. That means then you were thinking in the past because those emotions are a record or residue of the past. So. We see people in the, in the process of change that are analyzing in, uh, in, in duality or polarity. That kind of drives the brain into higher states of arousal mm. and, and further away from true change. Mm. So we did, we've done thousands and thousands and thousands of brain scans and, and we now know that there's a formula to create greater brain coherence, greater brain efficiency to make your brain work better. And when mm. your brain works better, you work better. At the same time, it requires a clear intention and an elevated emotion to begin to change your energy and to change your life. And nobody changes until they change their energy, right? right. So then how do you get a person out of resentment and frustration into joy and freedom if why would they feel grateful or joyful or free if the experience hasn't happened? So most mm. people are spending the majority of their life waiting for something out there to take away their emptiness or pain or the resentment in here. Well, if they're, they're waiting their whole life in separation or lack, then, and, and we create reality, then the lack is driving certain thoughts, which is creating more separation and more lack. So teaching people then to begin to condition their body emotionally before the evidence takes place in their life is breaking a significant habit, right? Yes. So instead of living by cause and effect, now we're beginning to cause and effect. So the moment you start feeling whole and grateful, we now know your healing will begin at that moment. Yes. The moment you start feeling uh, worthy and abundant, your wealth is coming. You know, you're generating a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of wealth. Let's stop telling the story of your past and let's start telling the story of your future. And, and people who aren't defined by a vision of the future for the most part are left with memories of the past. Your brain is a record of the past. It's an artifact of everything you've learned and experienced at this moment. So most people wake up in the morning and they start thinking about their problems. Yes. And those problems are memories that are tattooed in the brain that are associated to certain people and things at certain times and places. So the, moment the person wakes up clean slate, they start thinking about their problems they're thinking in the past. If you believe your thoughts have something to do with your destiny, well, there's a possibility that your past is going to be your future. Mm. Every one of those problems has an emotion associated with it. So then the moment you start recalling the problem, you start feeling unhappy, now your body's in the past because thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. And how mm. you think and how you feel creates a state of being. So people reaffirm their identity based on the past, right? And it turns out that the redundancy of doing that Conditioning only requires, requires an image and an emotion. And most people are unconsciously conditioning their body into the familiar past, into the known. So now if you're in the familiar past and in the known, you're going to crave the predictable future. Right. Right? That's the known as well. And there's only one place where the unknown exists, and that's the eternal present moment. That's mm. the sweet spot of the generous present moment. So you've got to 
you got to labor to get that person beyond the emotions that keep them tacked or anchored to the past. And yes, it takes an effort to do that. But if you keep working with the formula, you'll reach that elegant moment where there's a liberation of energy. Mm. And now your body, as the unconscious mind, the objective mind is not believing. It's living in the same past experience 24 hours a day because you're liberating the body from that emotional state. So you ask the person, why are you so unhappy? Why are you so frustrated? Why are you so resentful? The moment you ask that, their brain is going to associate that emotion to a past event. To a memory. To a memory. That's because they have nothing to look forward to in their future. So if you're not being defined by a vision of the future, It just means to me that you're more in love with your past Mm. than you are with the future.